0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm so excited to be with you here at Excel Church. I see we got Minister Charmaine in the house this morning. Good morning. I see we have Sister Amber. You were first and ready to be blessed by the word this morning. So I'm praying that the word blesses you. Uh, Who else do we have? Go ahead and talk to me in the chat. I am super live this morning. I see we got Evangelist Sharon. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm excited to see everyone in the house. We got Pastor Charles. Bless the man of God. Thank you for joining us this morning. I know we got some more people who are with us, so don't be shy. Go ahead and connect with us in the chat. Um, I am going to be taking a look at Uh, Your comments, even as I'm ministering this morning, and I pray um, that this will be a wonderful transition into what will soon be an in-person gathering. I am super excited about that coming to fruition. So thank you to everyone who is working on selecting our new venue, um, doing all the legwork, getting everything together, because very soon, somebody say very soon. We will be together in person, but hey, listen, I am excited that we're together this morning here um, as a church family, being able to receive the word of God together and to actually apply it to our everyday life. So that's the awesome part of this. We're not just going to be um, sterile, uh, reading words and then putting it down and then going back to business as usual. I am excited that we are going to be able to really spend this time together and dive into the word of God and then begin to move into applying this and what we're doing throughout our life. So I thank you this morning for everyone who is, as uh, uh, Amber said, in the building. I know that's right. Good morning, LaVetta. All right. I see y'all come on in, come on in the building. Get in the place where God is speaking to us this morning. So I'm excited about this. We're trying this out, especially because uh, we know that when we do get back in person, uh, we're going to have to have the ability to still broadcast to those who are not yet ready um, to assemble physically, as well as we're going to still want to be able to communicate with our church family who now extends beyond our local area. So for those of you who are joining us outside of the region of um, Akron, Ohio, please go ahead and say that. Join us, uh, speak to us in the comments as well. All right, so we are beginning a new sermon series this week entitled Collide. Somebody say, Collide. And you know what? It's, It's interesting because since the beginning of the church, there have been people, who have tried to spread false teachings about what it means to be the people of God. And Paul considered these uh, hollow and deceptive. And he warned Christians to be careful what they believed to be true. I know you guys can identify with that because, you know, when you... Even in our present day and age, we can't trust all of the information that we see anymore. Um, there's, there's even what they call the what the deep fake videos where it really looks real, but someone else's face has been transposed onto something or the audio has been manipulated. We live in a day and an age where there is fake news and there are still fake teachings. A man, somebody say there is still false teachings. And so what Paul did is he warned us to stand firm on the simple truths of the gospel. Somebody say the word is still true. Amen. The word of God is still true. And so we want to be able to ground ourselves in the word. And we can't do that if we don't teach from the word, if we don't study the word, if we don't meditate on the word. And so if we want to, in these last and evil days, not be swept away, we better be anchored in the word. I know evangelist used to have a song that she loved about being anchored um, in the word. And so we're going to be talking about that um, a little bit on today. Um, now the world tries to Water down the gospel nowadays, amen? Try to strip out chapters, try to remove whole uh, paragraphs um, and even spread false truths along it. So replace it with something new. Replace it with some type of new theology, some type of new theme, some type of uh, uh, a new approach. But beware, somebody say beware. And being aware is not even enough. We have to make a choice to stand on the truth of the gospel. All right? All right. And so even though these truths may be enticing, and we'll talk about that, there are are times where they are, they will not provide us with the abundant life that Christ came to bring for us. So we want to reject it. And we want to get in the rhythm of standing firm on the gospel message. Somebody go ahead and share this message this morning before we get any further. Um, I, I don't know if you've hit the like button yet on, on your YouTube video, but take a second, hit that like button. I'm going to try, you know what? Because see, once we get in person, we're gonna have an audio technology person and they're going to be able to uh, put the the things on the screen while I'm teaching. But I'm gonna to try to do a little bit of it Um, I'm going to try to put a little bit on the screen too, uh, but we're going to need somebody to do that separately. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, it's just kind of just doing audio visual. When we get back in the place, uh, the set place, then let us know that you are thinking about doing that. Hit that like button, hit that share button. Uh, If you don't see one of your sister's uh, our brothers in Christ this morning, go ahead and get them and say, wait a minute, where you at? We, we at church, church started, where you at? And um, make sure that they get here. All right. All right. So let's get into the word. We're going to be going into Colossians chapter two. Uh, we're also going to be going into Matthew. Uh, so if it takes you a little bit of time to find where you're, uh, where we're going to be, go ahead and get your, your Bible set there. Uh, we're going to be in Colossians chapter 2. And we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start making our way over there. All right. I see y'all in the comments. Amen. Um, so as I said, we are beginning a brand new sermon series entitled Collide. And since the very beginning of the Christian faith, um, there has been a collision course with the culture and the world Around us. This is nothing new. This has been since the beginning of time. The values of the world do not align with the values of our faith. Can I get a witness this morning that the values of the world do not align with the values of our faith? And so, as a result of that, uh, the priorities of the world are not the same as our priorities. The kingdom of man is not seeking the same things as the kingdom of God. So somebody say, so we should not be surprised when we experience conflict. We should not be surprised when we experience tension. Instead, we should see the conflict and the tension As confirmation that we are doing the right thing, that we are on the right path. Can I get a witness this morning? Do you now understand that when you face opposition, that that is an indication that you are indeed on the right path? You know, sometimes we have to remember that when we give our life to Christ and we get saved and we're beginning to think that, you know, okay, that means that everything's going to be roses. But it's the contrary. When you were working for the enemy. When you were on his side, he had no real reason to oppose you. But when you sign up to be in the army of the Lord, you now have a arch enemy and he is going to oppose you and the world and the culture of the world is in opposition to the word. And so if everything is always okay and you don't have any conflict and you don't have any opposition, there's a very good chance that you have not yet fully immersed yourself into standing and walking and living the word of God. Because when you do, there will be conflict. Do I have any witnesses on this morning? All right. So so let's just kind of take an illustration for a moment. Have you ever been on a walk or been on a hike um, and you had to go through a rough patch? Um, have you ever experienced the type of a uh, trail maybe where you weren't even sure if you were going to be able to walk or if you were going to slide or roll or, or twist your ankle because the, the the ground was unstable. It wasn't flat and consistent along the way. Or, or even one I can think of a little bit more uh, applicable to some of us is when we're trying to even get to church and it there, if there's snow, but then there's ice on top of the snow. Now, y'all know how challenging that is, right? You know, some of us turn around and go back home. We just, we're not, we're not driving in those kind of conditions. But you made it. You, you made it. You're there. You're walking. You're trying to get to the place. And you don't know if you're going to slip and wind up in the air or if your feet are going to continue to connect with the ground. These are the types of perilous adventures that will face us if we depend on worldly wisdom. It's very much like walking through life. You're never quite sure you're going to land on solid ground. You're never quite sure that things are going to connect. You're you're not quite sure that thing you're going to get to your destination if You are not basing what you're doing on the word of God, because what you have to understand is the principles and the values of the world are constantly shifting and constantly changing. All right. Let me see. You guys are talking to me. Um, I want to see what you are saying as I am. Yes. Don't depend on worldly wisdom. Amen. 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 All right. So. What we learn and what we're going to discuss this morning um, from Jesus is that we have to trust in the eternally consistent teachings of Scripture. Yes, you are on the right path, Amber. You are on the right path. We have to trust. Somebody say that. We have to trust in the eternally consistent teachings of Scripture scripture. Amen. Amen. I'm just looking at your comments this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I see it. Yes. Beware. Minister Charmaine said, you have to guard my ears, guard our eyes. Beware, Evangelist Sharon said, of false teachers. Yes. Keep talking. All right. So if you have your Bible, I'm ready to get to Colossians chapter two. Somebody turn with me to Colossians chapter two. We're going to look at verse eight. I'm looking in the comments. I still haven't seen my audio visual volunteers yet. So I'm just I'm just thinking, y'all don't want this feature no more, right? Y'all don't want to see the, the, the comments go up on the screen. We're going to do away with that, huh? Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> they haven't come yet. God hasn't sent them yet. All right. I'm believing by faith that everything we have need of, our God will Supply. You should be there. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. I want us to read these words of Paul together. I hope you have your Bibles. We're making transition, y'all. Come on now. This is no longer sit back and watch on YouTube. This is, I want you to get back into the practice of worshiping when we're worshiping, reading the word when we're reading the word. We are gathering together, but we are separate, but we're still gathering together. So I hope you have your Bibles to read along with. Me. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, yes, yes. See to it that no one takes you captive through the hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Amen. Amen. God will supply. So in this one verse, Paul warns us about the world's logic and the world's values. I don't know about y'all, but it is extremely important to heed the warnings that we receive. You know, I constantly pour into my children with the hope that the mistakes that I have made, that they are listening and that they are hearing and that they are taking note and taking heed of what I am sharing with them so that they too don't have to go through the same things. They don't have to experience the same mistakes that they can take heed from that warning from someone who's been there, done that and has the t-shirt so that they can therefore live a better life. I pray that we are doing that with our Bibles. Amen. I pray that when when the apostles have taken the time to give us a warning, to give us instruction, that we're not just reading this as something that we could just say, oh, that that was some nice flowery words and then put it back down, but that we recognize the power of this word being spoken by God through them and that we recognize the importance of hearing and doing what the word is saying so that we too can have the abundant life that Christ came for us to receive. And so in this ber- in this verse where Paul is warning us, he is calling us as believers to stand firm on a different set of values, those of Christ. Are you with me? Listen to me. Listen to me, we must stand firm on a different set of values, those of our Heavenly Father. We are living in a day, we are living in a time where everybody is fast and loose. Even those who handle the gospel don't always handle it carefully. And so we have to be careful that we are not setting our eyes on celebrities. We are not setting our eyes on on the actions of celebrity preachers. We are not setting our eyes on the actions of whoever is popular in this day and age and in this time because they have not become Jesus Christ. Amen. And so unless your eyes are fixed on Jesus you are following the wrong example. Now, somebody might be couples goals. Somebody might be, oh, one second, pastor. It's saying that this is not connected. So if you could connect this, because it's saying I will lose power and this con- this will cut off. So nope, I want you to just do it right here. Yep. Um. And so what we will see is, all right, yes, yeah, stand firm. I see it, stand firm, stand firm. I'm glad I caught that before the broadcast ended. Um. Stand firm, stand firm, stand firm. I see it. Yes, the, I love the 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 caution cautionary notes that the ministers and the leaders and that the people who God are sharing. I want you to take note, young people, because I know y'all are here, even if you're not talking, um, but we want to know that we are standing on the word of God and that we are when faced with worldly values, when faced with the things of this world. And and that's something else that's important. How do we know when something we hear is worldly? Go ahead, talk to me. How do you know when something that you hear is worldly? How do we know when something we hear is godly? How do we know? Somebody tell me that. How do we know when we are being led astray or worse, being held captive by worldly principles and teachings that's what we've got to get into today somebody tell me how do you know how do you know what is your radar see here's the thing that I like to say I know when it's a when it's contrary to the word of God I don't care how good it sounds I don't care who said it I don't care how profoundly eloquent they said it when it is contrary to the word of God it is a lie So it is important. It is so important. I had to have this discussion even with my baby, my seven-year-old, because someone had began to share with him some things that are happening in our culture that are acceptable now to our worldly culture, but are still contrary to the word of God. And I had to break it down to my son because that's the way the world works. The world begins to introduce you to things and make it normalize it to you keep it keep on putting it in front of you and putting it in front of you and putting it in front of you to the point where you just you're not no you're no longer repulsed you get used to seeing it you get used to experiencing it you get used okay well everybody's doing it now and so you begin to lower your standard and shift Your expectation and then your expectation when we are not careful begins to align with what the world says is okay. But God is saying, I have not changed. My position has not changed. What I said is still true. What I'm depending on is that somebody knows my word. What I'm depending on is that somebody has hit it in their heart and that they will not sin against me no matter who says it's okay it's like if you got children and you didn't told your children you're not allowed to do a b and c so when you go over somebody else's house if that that may not be the rule in their house they may allow their child to do a b and c but as for me in my house somebody say we will serve we will obey we will follow the lord and so we don't have to get in a whole bunch of arguments with you. That's okay if that's what you want to do. That's what your parents allow you to do. Then that's fine. But as for me and my, we don't get down like that. We're gonna continue to do what God says do, and we're gonna continue to have the blessings of God upon us, the provision of God upon us, the abundance of God in our life. Because we're not changing. We're that thing back right there. We're gonna stay consistent with whatever that God is telling us we are to do we his children. Do I have any other witnesses this morning? Do I have any other people of God who are willing, no matter what shifts, what becomes approvable, what becomes common in our world and in our culture, that we are going to stay committed to the word of God. All right, I'm going to move on. Holy help us. Yes. Uh, uh, Lavetta said, uh,
1: only listen.
0: enter with caution you turn right come on now i like that you turn sometimes you got to just turn you 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 started on a road you legal u-turns are okay y'all know i have uh, a a tendency to be found in florida and one of the things that is really interesting from when you're from when you go to florida other way uh, and even some of the gps instructions tell you you know go this way make a u-turn uh, make a legal u-turn i love that minister Charmaine. you all need to make a legal u-turn when you are on the path is not the path of righteousness and become aware of it it's all right it's all right Oh, so here's what we're going to do we're going to cover three points and then we're going to be
1: done this morning somebody say three.
0: of God that is helping me this morning, and I pray that he is speaking to you as this is happening as well so okay all right so we are going to cover point one. Point one is worldly values are inconsistent somebody say that with me worldly values are inconsistent all right so let me help illustrate this point a little bit Um, Was something that we're all familiar with one of the primary models of the kingdom of man Anybody ever seen a cute little meme a cute little quote Maybe even you have one hanging up in your office or hanging up in your house that says follow your heart Huh, y'all heard that before follow your heart or how about this one do?
1: Whatever makes you happy.
0: These principles sound good enough, but the problem here is they're inconsistent, shaky, and contradict the teachings of Scripture. All right? The word says in Jeremiah, somebody turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine. Aaron, I'm still trying to put your comments up too as we're going. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Did you catch that? the heart is deceitful. (laughs) Why are we listening to the heart? The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure, the word says. Who can understand it? We're about to make all our decisions on our heart, how we feel. Now, I know I got some people here (laughs) that will talk to me this morning and let you let anyone who has not yet discovered through their wisdom and their experience will co sign with me on this that you are not supposed to just follow your heart. Following your heart can take you to some places that you never meant to be. You, you, you may have your heart in the right place, and your heart might take you to the right place if it signs up with the word of God. But if there is any type of contradiction between what your flesh wants to do, And what the word of God wants to do, you can't follow your heart. You have to follow the word. You have to commit to following God, even when your heart, even when your flesh will do something. That's how you stay in marriages. That's how you stay devoted. That's how you stay righteous commitment with God and be able to be elevated when It's something that you don't see happening commonly. Well, that's why you don't see it happening commonly because commonly people are following their heart, going here when they want to go here, going there when they want to go there. They're not disciplining themselves to follow the word of God. So I'm trying to tell you this morning, if we would catch a hold of these revelations and apply it, we will see victory in so many different areas of our lives. And as we share this word, the other day one of the most painful one of the most difficult things about pastoring is when people come to you for advice and you give them 100% sound godly biblical counsel and they do they, they they knew when they called you they were going to do the opposite thing but now that you have said the opposite of what they hear, it's certain that they're going to hang on and call somebody else until they can hear what it was that they wanted to hear. Because they've already made up their mind. They're going to follow their heart. They've already made up their mind. They're going to feel good. They're going to do what's convenient, what, what tantalizes the flesh. And that's fine because we all have that ability, those decisions. But then I In the place that want to have when you reject scripture because God has already given us the recipe he's already given us the instructions he's already given us the manual and it is up to us to make the decision it's no different to me than when I'm reading my um Looking, sometimes I'm looking for a recipe and I'll Google something and I'll look on the food network and it'll crack me a comment and somebody will say, you know, well, I substituted this for that and I doubled the amount of garlic and, you know, I didn't have any, um, you know, of this so i substituted it with that and this 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 recipe was disgusting you know it didn't taste good at all and i'm going to myself is it possibly because you didn't follow the actual recipe say your recipe was disgusting their recipe was probably fine but you would not know because you made so many substitutions and you disregarded the actual instructions so we're not going to do whatever makes us we're not going to follow our heart matthew 10 verse 39 says Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. The world says that you need to make sure you're happy no matter what. But Jesus says that we should lose our lives for his sake. Meaning we trade all of the stuff that makes us happy. And we trade it for what? He and his kingdom is which if you, you know is much better than happiness when we follow him. I am a witness. I am a living witness on this morning. I can tell you with 100% certainty that what God has said is true and I am a living witness to the truth of it. The heart is inconsistent, always changing, falling in and out of love, any number of things, not just people, within any number of things. Oh, I love this church. Now I don't. Oh, I love this man. Now I don't. Ooh, I even my children, have you in a situation? I know my kids, they, they'll tell me they ooh, I love such and such. And I'll go to the grocery store, you know, buy it in bulk and and it'll be sitting in the cabinets, and I'm like, why is all this food going to waste? I thought you liked it. Oh, I don't like that no more. <laughs> the heart is inconsistent, always changing its its thoughts, it's falling in and out of love uh one hour by the time. But if we Build our heart to be honest, recognizing
1: how inconsistent and I want you to
0: answer this. How can you build anything stable off of those principles? How? -hmm. Looking at your comments. How? As you think about that, and if you're done typing that answer already. And the answer may for you see, I realize I can't. As you think about that last question, flip over with me if you would, Matthew. Chapter 7. Mmm. Lavetta said you're supposed to guard your heart, not follow it. I've received it amen 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 i'm looking I, I look like i lost some of y'all i'm only hearing from a few of you now but that's okay whoever god has placed her with us this morning i pray that blessing you and we're not gonna focus on anything other than the word yes the heart is inconsistent live pastor charles said living witness amen 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 all right y'all must be there. y'all must be there we're going to look at Matthew chapter seven. We're going to look at verses twenty-four through twenty-seven.
1: All right, Bible says, "Me and you, Minister Charmaine." It's me and you,
0: Sister- and we're going, we're going, we're going to excel. All right, so we should be through chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. It says, therefore, everyone who hears the words of mind and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall. Somebody say, it did not fall. For it had been found on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine, does not act on them, will be like
1: a Foolish on and the floods
0: and fell, and great was its fall. That ain't even something you can preach. I mean, it's 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 already just it's plain. I mean, you can't break that down no more than that. It it, it summarizes everything I've just tried to articulate. And it's straight from the word of God. So what more evidence do we need? What more convincing? What more how 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 could it be any more plain? He says everyone who hears these words of mine we were in the book of matthew we were at chapter seven and we were looking at verses 24 through 27 and as we looked at those those particular verses of scripture we were able to see jesus teaching Uh, in his sermon on the mount. And he had a lot to say about building, amen, Amber, our lives. And what he said was, and I'm going to read it again, especially since this is going to show up as a new video with a new broadcast. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew. And slammed against that house. And it. Fell. And great was. Its fall. What did you get from that? What did you catch from that? I'm looking at your comments. I'm looking at your comments. What all did you guys take from that? Because what I'm really hoping that you catch. Is that Jesus himself. Is commanding us to listen and obey his teachings. And when we do, we will be standing on a firm foundation. Somebody say the firm foundation. Sister Amber already said solid. Hashtag solid. Amen. Amen. The values that the world will throw our way are not solid. None will allow you to stand firm when the going gets tough. They are shifting sands of inconsistency. So, point two. Why do we think that they are so attractive? Why do we think that These are so attractive to us when we now clearly recognize that it's inconsistent and it's not solid. Number one, one reason why it can be enticing is either way, the the many words that the world tries to give us and tell us, they, they look and they can sound very attractive, But believe it or not, the Bible even talks about this. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 3 through 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but wanting to have their ears tickled. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. You see, Paul knew many people would spend their entire lives searching for a truth that lined up with their lifestyle. Searching for a truth that lined up with their own desires. Many people reject the truth in scripture because It contradicts their lifestyle. Many people reject the truth of the scripture because it contradicts what they've already set their mind to do. They receive something meant to bring conviction and ignore it as useless. Therefore, We, us, you Charmaine, you LaVetta, you Evangelist Sharon, you Amber, you Pastor Charles, you whoever is watching and has not yet said hello to us in the comments this morning. You have to continuously feel your ears and your minds with the only truth that we can actually find in this world and that is the pages of scripture so if you're trying to text me right now while I'm teaching please don't do that uh, if you want to talk to us in the comments please do but um, please don't text me while I'm teaching because I can't do that and do what we're doing right now with the phones so let's get back to the scripture The Bible is full of practical life principles. And they enable us to live the abundant life that Jesus came to bring us. And if you look in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus specifically tells us this is the goal. All right. He says, the thief comes only. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullness. The other version says that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Look at that. Look at that. Yes, the only truth, Minister Charmaine says, the pages. Evangelist Sharon says, the solid rock of Jesus. Amber said, the firm foundation. Amen. And what the devil can't fully destroy, he will seek to distract. What the devil can't destroy, did you catch that? Somebody say that. What the devil can't destroy, He will seek to distract. He will try to steal your time, your treasure, and your attention. Did you catch that? Your time, your treasure, and your attention. And that's why we have to stand firm on the word of God. That's why we have to abide in Christ. That's why we need to have our daily word and our daily time with God. And so as you learn how to point out these worldly values that don't align with the kingdom of God, you need to also spend energy pursuing the values that do align with the kingdom of God. All right, last point, and we're closing. Point three, point three. It's not enough to simply say no to the things and values of this world. We have to take it a step further and say yes to the things of God. Do I have anybody this morning that will say yes to the things of God? Amen? Christ gave us the Holy Spirit. I saw that in the comments earlier, to be a guide and a strength in this endeavor. Somebody said, we are not in this alone. This sounds like a lot that we would have to try to do if we were trying to do it in our own power, in our own strength. But we are not in this alone. If you turn with me to John chapter 14, verse 17, it says, he is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. You know him. You know him, Amber. You know him. He lives with you. And he will be in you. Amen. Yes, Minister Charmaine. Jesus invites us to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. He is leading us into all truth. Now, it's up to us whether we want to go. It's up to us whether we want to go. Once we begin to follow God's lead, we will be able to experience the best life Possible. This is what's key this morning, y'all. No more picking and choosing. Somebody say no more picking and choosing. I'm going to follow God when it suits me and then when it gets uncomfortable and it don't line up with what my heart wants to do, I'm going to go my own way. That will get you the inconsistent results. That will get you what we talked about at the beginning of the message. If you have to go to part one because it got broken in parts. But that will get you on that shaky ground where you don't know if your feet are going to connect. Or if you're going to fly up in the ceiling and, and then fall back down and break your back. That will get you in the rocky place. That will get you in a place that will not lead to the outcomes that you've been praying for and believing God for and asking God for. That comes with the consistent commitment to following his lead. Even when your heart, even when your flesh, even when the world and the culture around you may be telling you or doing something different. Are we on the same page with that now? Amen. All right, I thank you. I thank you, Charmaine. Charmaine said, I'm preaching today. All right. (laughs) Evangelist Sharon said, "Uh, hold fast to the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Pastor Charles said, amen. All right, y'all keep talking. And as we close, as we close, um, it takes devotion And effort. Did you catch that? Devotion. And effort. To learn to walk. In step. With the spirit. It takes devotion. And it takes effort. To walk. In step. With the spirit. As you follow. The teachings of the scripture there'll always be temptations you never get so saved you never get so holy you never get so close to God that you have no temptations there will always be temptations to veer off the path and to go adventuring off to follow your heart <laughs> But again, those temptations are only temporary, much like the rewards that they promise. Fleeting. Abundant life is found in the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit was given as a gift to lead us and to guide us to make sure we find the way. And so while the world is consistently doing its job and the world is trying to draw you into the values and the inconsistent, seductive, destructive manner in which it functions. Today, as we begin this new series, we will all have the opportunity to invite the spirit of God to guide us into scriptural truth. That's the one thing that we can stand on. That is the one thing that will remain firm. That's the one thing that we know will not fail. So the first step is to call out and recognize any false truths or principles that you may be walking in, believing in, and building upon. That's the first step. Call it out. Don't keep surrounding yourself with people that will tell you, oh, it's okay. Don't keep surrounding yourself with principles that are false teachings that make you feel okay about what you're doing that's wrong. I gave a couple of examples earlier. But examples again, since we cut off, following your heart, doing whatever makes you happy. You're an army of one. You can be anything you set your mind to. Following the world's principles. And then the next step. The next step. Oh, I got to see this one. Yes. Amber says, say it louder for the people in the back, Minister Charmaine. Yes, 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 yes. And then that was referring to, wait, I got to go back. I missed it. Resist. Oh, wait, wait. Abide in Christ. That's right. That's right. Y'all are talking. Y'all teaching good in the comments. I say you are teaching good. The next step is admitting how enticing and attractive some of these principles are. It really doesn't do us any good to pretend that they aren't. And it really doesn't do us any good to pretend that we don't struggle with those areas. But it also does us no good to think that we can simply avoid the teaching that is rampant in this world simply because we don't like it. It's hard. It's so hard. Pastor and I I um, have this television show that I like. And then they have this piece of it that is like a storyline that goes into an area of sin that you know I'm very uncomfortable with. And, you know, at first I was trying to just like fast forward to get past those parts. And then I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to have to find me something else to watch. Like you're just going to have to. I'm telling you, we all are going to have to wrestle with it because it's in our face. Everywhere we turn, everywhere we look, the world is trying to push upon us its way that's contrary to God's way. And we've just got to make a decision that we're going to be set apart. And that we're going to be holy and that we're going to continue to live for God. Will you choose to take a stand today, every day and going forward? That's what I want to see in the comments. Will you choose to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit? Tell me that. Tell me that. Will you today make a daily commitment to the scripture. That's what I want for us to do. So let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Oh yes, thank you, Father God. No wavering, she said. No no lukewarm, no halfway, all the way. I can hear you saying it too. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 God, we thank you this morning. God, I thank you. I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your holy name, God. There's none besides you. There's none other but you. We put you at the forefront of our lives. We put your word at the center God, we make you the focus. We remove every false god. We remove every false idol. We dismantle every false teaching. We come against every false word has spoken into our lives, oh God. Every tantalizing word, every word that was appealing to our egos and appealing to our flesh, but contrary to your word. God, we stand on your word this morning. We make a renewed commitment to baptize ourselves in your word, to stay consistent with the scriptures, oh God, to get back to coming to you for advice, coming to you for wisdom, coming to you. God, we come against picking up the phones and calling everybody who will agree with us and calling everybody who will will uh, will uh, will help align us with the cultures and the thoughts that are not of you, oh God. God, I thank you, Father God, for women and men that continue to stand for righteousness. I thank you for women and men that rebuke those those thoughts rebuke those conversations rebuke gossip rebuke backbiting rebuke um every manner of evil of God. God, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for men and women who continue to walk upright, not just in public where other people can see, but even in their private conversations where nobody else is looking, in their private text messages, in their DMs, oh God, on their phones late at night while everybody is asleep, oh God. I thank you that you have put in us a standard. We thank you, Father God, that your word is hidden in our heart, that even when we try to forget your word, that it will rise up and come back to our remembrance and call us back to righteousness. God, I thank you that no matter how wicked this world becomes, that we will be your remnant. God, I thank you that we will put our faith in you, our hope in you, our trust in you, and we will stand firm on your word. I thank you, Father God, that as we stand firm on your word, I thank you for every promise coming to pass in our life. I thank you that you watch over us. I thank you that you protect us. I thank you that you cover us. I thank you that no hurt, harm, or danger seen or unseen can come upon us because we are the righteous and i thank you father god that you will never find us in lack that you will never find us begging for bread that there will never be a circumstance that we don't have provision because we are yours god i thank you that you watch over us today i thank you provide spiritually financially emotionally i thank you provide every area of our life i thank you that every unspoken prayer request is answered i thank you that every need is met with heaven's best i thank you that we live the best we drive the best we go first class in life and that our desires line up with your desires and therefore you give us the desires of our heart God we praise you this morning for what you're doing for what you're doing in our lives for what you're doing in our ministry and for what you're doing even in our children and our children's children God we thank you we thank you for all that you've done we thank you for if you don't do another thing we thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us oh God I thank You, Lord, we thank you for abundant life, we thank you for eternal life, we thank you for your promises, we thank you for all that you've done in giving us your son, we thank you for redeeming us, we thank you for bringing us back into the fold. And God, we are committed this morning to stay within our privileges, to stay within the covering, and to stay with you. God, we praise you, we give you honor, we give you glory. Ah yes God, we give you glory. We give you glory. We don't give you lip service God. We give you glory. We don't give you just bumper stickers God. We give you glory. We glorify you with our lives. We glorify you with our mouths. We glorify you with our bodies. We glorify you with everything that's within us God. We give you glory today. Ah, yeah God I magnify you I thank you and I praise you in Jesus name ah yes 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 amen 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 amen